Welcome to Married by Design. How are you doing at loving your spouse? Have you set up roadblocks in the way that you respond to your spouse that are strangling the love and romance in the relationship? That's what we're going to be looking at in this episode of Married by Design. The purpose of the Married by Design podcast is to encourage couples to enjoy all that God has for them in their marriage relationship. Welcome back to our show. We're in a series now entitled Falling Back in Love. We are looking at the concept of love in the marriage relationship. God intends for the husband and wife to love each other sacrificially and outline specifically how that is to take place. Love involves caring for the other person more than yourself and considering the way that you treat them and you react to them. One fruit of that love that we should express to our spouse is romance. That's important to remember. Romance is the byproduct of the choice that a husband and wife make to love their spouse. It seems that almost every week in this series, we've been reading the verses from Proverbs 5 and Song of Solomon. We read these verses so many times because we want to really impress on you the treasure that you should see in your spouse and the enjoyment God intends you to have. You should delight in your spouse. To delight in someone is to appreciate all that they are and to enjoy them. In Psalm 37, the psalmist calls us to delight ourselves in the Lord. That means that we should not only know the Lord through a relationship with Jesus, but that we, in knowing him, should enjoy his presence and see how wonderful he is. And God likewise calls us to delight in our spouse. So the question that we have for you is, are you delighting in your spouse? Are you captivated by her or him, and do you enjoy being with them? We've been looking for some weeks in 1 Corinthians 13 at this definition of love. We believe that as you practice a biblical love toward your spouse, the natural result will be affection and romance. Romance in the marriage relationship is not something that mysteriously, spontaneously appears, but is something that is cultivated by the choices that you make. Looking at it from the opposite point of view, When you fail to love your spouse in the way that Paul describes, it will strangle your romance and affection. We can set up roadblocks to romance by the choices that we make in the way that we treat and we think about our spouse. This week we're going to be looking in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 8. Let me read that for you. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Let's take a look at each one of those elements of love. First, Paul says that love bears all things. We've looked at this idea of bearing with someone already. Though it is an idea repeated in the New Testament, it is a lost art today. Most of us have little desire or stomach for bearing with others, even their spouse. It may be a surprise to you, but your spouse is imperfect. They have flaws, they make mistakes, they make the wrong choices sometimes. Sometimes they may be driven by their emotions and do things that are against God's word. We're not suggesting that those things should not necessarily be addressed and talked about. We've talked about the idea of reconciliation and working through issues in your marriage relationship as well as issues in your relationship with the Lord. But the question still remains, in the midst of your spouse being imperfect and sometimes making the same mistakes repeatedly, how do you respond? 
The marriage relationship can be a very frustrating place. We so easily see the flaws and mistakes in our spouse, but fail to see our own. And when those mistakes and flaws and injuries are done to us repeatedly, it would seem more natural that we would not want to bear with them any longer. We can have a tendency of being very impatient, very unkind, and even to flying off the handle at our spouse. You can feel like you have to fight back or just give up on your spouse. When you remember that your spouse is still a work in progress and still makes mistakes like you do, it makes it easier to bear with them. They have not arrived yet. If you've ever been a parent, you've practiced bearing with your children. Probably from the time they could first talk and communicate, you saw their flaws and weaknesses. You've seen those things over and over even though you have tried to correct them, and yet still they seem to slip up and make very poor choices. It seems like it doesn't improve over time, but um, during their teenage years may even get worse. And you teach them and correct them and encourage them, and with all those things you bear with them. You forgive them of their sins and accept them where they're at, believing that God can and will eventually change them. So in the meantime, what do you do? You don't reject them and turn from them and abandon them. You bear with them. You put up with their sins and flaws, hopefully patiently and with some grace. Let me add to that what Paul says at the end of the verse. He writes, love endures all things. I wanted to bring this one up now because it relates to bearing with your spouse in love. Endurance is what we need. We often get so tired and want to give up. Maybe not leave your spouse, but emotionally give up and not put in the energy and the time that you should in your marriage. You just tolerate them at arm's length. It's not love. There's no romance there. Endurance is staying with it for the long term, bearing with them over the long haul. Even when you get tired and you want to give up, love endures all things. You never give up. You never yield. I had a chance a few uh, years ago to run a half marathon, 13.1 miles. It's a long way, uh, but it's only half of a full marathon. But I still face many times in that race where I wanted to give up and I wanted to walk. In the midst of running, all the reasons went through my mind as to why I should give up. It was hard, but I didn't. That's what love does. When you go through difficult times in your marriage... When it becomes so weary and tiring to love and care for your spouse, love endures all things. When you could come up with so many reasons why you should give up on your marriage and just walk, you keep going. You keep pressing on. And sometimes, just like in a marathon, after a while you develop a second wind and are able to keep pressing on and do so much more than you thought you could have done. You find you can do so much more because you did not give up, but you kept going. Keep going in your relationship with your spouse and endure all things. That's why Paul says in the next verse that love never fails. Biblical love always achieves its purpose because it has the other person in mind. It's not dependent on the one who's receiving love, not looking at their performance or actions, but merely a choice the one who is loving makes moment by moment. That type of love is always triumphant, always effective, always honoring to God. And then there's love believes all things. Have you ever assumed that you knew what your spouse's motives were in doing something that you didn't like? Uh, 
Were you convinced that they did something just to spite you, just to get under your skin? Have they ever come home late or made plans to do something without you and you just knew it was because they would rather not be around you? Have they ever been abrupt on the phone and you were sure they were mad at you, even if they denied it? Here in 1 Corinthians, we are given wise counsel about how to love one another, and that is to believe all things. Remember, we said that love is making choices, choosing to act in loving ways because love is a choice. In this case, loving somebody is choosing to believe the best rather than the worst about them and their motives. Now, you do realize that you can't read your spouse's mind. You may be able to predict them to some degree because you've been with them a long time, but that isn't reading their mind. You can't do that. And so you need to be very careful about assuming that you know what their motives are. Love believes all things means that you choose to believe the best possible about your spouse. She was abrupt on the phone, maybe because something happened in the office and she had to go deal with it, not because she didn't want to talk to you. He didn't pick up milk on his way home because he had a busy day and forgot in his hurry to get home, not because he didn't feel like it and didn't care that you needed the milk to make dinner. Love believes the best possible of the one I love. Some people have issues of insecurity that cause them to see everything done around them as a personal offense no matter what happens. Don't be that way. It's self-centered, assuming everything is about you. Step back and learn to be more gracious to others. Give grace and always assume the best. And the last one in that verse is uh, love hopes all things. You need to love your spouse enough that you anticipate the very best from them, not the worst. Past experience can darken our attitude towards our spouse and make us be pessimistic about whether they can change and what your relationship will look like in the years to come. You may see that your hope is wavering or is gone. You don't think that things will ever change or that you will have the relationship you or God wants. If there's a dark cloud over your marriage and in your heart, romance will shrivel up and shrink. Love moves your mind from being stuck in the past pessimistic mindset. Love looks at your spouse with hope that they will change and that God can change both of you, and help your marriage to be more than it is now. To love your spouse means that you are filled with hope, if not in them as much as in a great God who still performs miracles. This will encourage you and encourage them and pull them forward in their faith and their life. So your homework, should you choose to accept it, is to take one of these areas and examine your own heart. Maybe you should share with your spouse that you love them and discuss areas that you need to work on. When you choose to love your spouse and care for them, you provide the best foundation for romance in your marriage relationship. So go at it. Well, let me pray. Father, I just pray that you would help uh, each couple to go at it. And uh, Lord, in the areas that each of them needs to work, to believe, uh, to hope, uh, Lord, to endure, I just pray that you would, through your power of your spirit, help them in loving their spouse. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that's it again for this episode. Thanks for listening, and we encourage you to subscribe to this podcast if you're not already. 
We also encourage you to share this podcast right now at the bottom of your screen or post it on your Facebook or Instagram page to let other people know about it. You can email us and contact us at marriedbydesign01 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, get your feedback, or suggestions for our next series. Next week on our podcast, we'll be looking again at falling back in love and look at the role of our physical affection and how that sparks romance. That's what we'll be looking at next time on Married by Design. 